This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Mary Holm is here. Hello there. Hello, Jesse. Um, you have observed that there are some changes to KiwiSaver that uh, came in April 1st, just a few days ago. But first, just want to let people know that Mary is giving a talk uh, at St Helia's Library tonight, 6.30pm. If you've always wanted uh, personal access to Mary, this is your opportunity. She's talking about her book, <laughs> Rich Enough, A Laid-Back Guide for Every Kiwi. She's charging five bucks on the door. Now, if you want my money advice, Mary, need to up that cover charge. Look, no, Jesse, I don't get anything. Oh, okay. it, it's someone else. I think it's the library that's okay. charging five bucks. But um, you do have to book before you go, okay. and there's a link on my website, maryholm.com. Having a small charge um, is a good way of keeping out tie kickers. That's what I discovered in my yeah. stand-up comedy career. You want them to have at least invested a little, a little bit, bit in the experience. That's yeah. right. Okay, that's do you take right. questions at your sessions? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, St. Helia's Library tonight. But April 1st, some not very widely announced KiwiSaver changes have come in. Yeah, some came in then and then we've got more coming in in July the Mm. 1st. And so the April 1st ones were, they're not that big a deal, but they're they're helpful to some people. Before then, you could put 3, 4 or 8% of your pay in if you were an employee into KiwiSaver. And they've now added 6% or 10%. So now, as of uh, a couple of days ago, you can put in three, four, six, eight, or ten percent of your pay. Okay. And you just have to ask your employer to change if you want to go with one of the, one of those other percentages. More options. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and in a way, it's no different because people could always contribute more or more if they wanted to directly to their provider. I think a lot of people don't realise that. So if you still want to put in, say, more than 10%, um, you can do that by just sending it directly to the provider. Just ask your provider how to do it, and Mm -hmm. you can set up perhaps an automatic transfer to the provider or just send a lump sum. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But um, So that's going to make it simpler for people. And the second thing, there are three changes really that have happened already on April the 1st. The second one is that contributions holiday, which was was a maximum of five years, is now a maximum of one year. And they've done that because they found that actually 84% of people who... In the until now, have gone on a contributions holiday. Have gone for a full five years, and you can actually go as short as three, three months. You can go three months or one year or mm. etc. But most people were going for the five years. Um, now I should hasten to add here that you can now you can only do one year. You can always renew it, though. You can keep renewing it all the way through <coughs> until you retire. But 
you've got to fill out a new form. You know, they come back to each year and, and you have to oh, fill I out a new form. Oh, I just did it. It's a pain in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Now, I just, guess that's the idea that it's a bit of a pain, yeah, so I've got to make be it, absolutely sure that I want to do it. Make it a bit of a pain in the neck, yes. Yeah, and um, because they, the the speculation, I don't think anyone really knows. that They haven't surveyed the people on contributions holidays, but the speculation is that people that oh, it's all getting a bit hard, I'd like to have a bit more money in my bank account at the moment, perhaps they've lost their job or something like that, go on a five-year holiday. And in fact, things have come right within those five years, but they just haven't got round to going back yeah. in again. And yeah. so the idea is to um, encourage people to get get back in. Last year, more than uh, half a million people didn't contribute to KiwiSaver who were members. So they were most of them were on a contributions holiday, so half a million weren't contributing, which is a real pity because you're missing out on the goodies from the government and, and yeah. your employer. Um, the third change that's already happened is just a couple of new new words, new usages. You're no, they're no longer calling it a contributions holiday, they're calling it a saving suspension. And the idea of that is to make it not quite so appealing. Yeah, a holiday <laughs> sounds like a real yeah. positive thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yes. And so and so they've changed it to saving suspension. <laughs> That's good. And they've also changed, and this is something I've been bleating on about for years, um, the tax credit is now being called a government contribution, not a tax credit. And right. The problem with calling it a tax credit was that people in the past said, I can't get it because I don't pay tax, so I can't get a tax credit. And it's nothing to do with tax. It's just a gift from the government into your KiwiSaver account. So from now on, it's going to be called a government contribution. They've listened so, to your bleating, um, Mary. Yeah, they have. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Um, they, they all um, sound pretty sensible. Um, on July the 1st, uh, there's some quite interesting changes happening for people over 60. The first one is that people, and it's, this is big, over 65 can join KiwiSaver. Until now, they weren't allowed to, and people said that was age discrimination and mm. so on, so on. Now they won't. If you want, if you join over 65, you won't get the tax credit now called a government contribution. And you won't get compulsory employer contributions. So it's really just a good place to save, you know, with relatively low fees and lots of good investments in there. So it's 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 a good place for for people of any age to be saving their money. And I should if the, add, if the idea of joining a managed fund all sounds a bit hard, then yes. you just have a KiwiSaver fund instead. Yeah, yeah. do it within KiwiSaver. Mm. There's a lot more information about KiwiSaver funds. It's just sort of simpler for people, I think, and, and maybe they can get their children to help them sign up or whatever. Mm. Um, one other point about that, though, while people over 65 won't get a compulsory employer contribution, the research shows that about 80% of employers do still make contributions to people who are over 65. They're not obliged to under the old rules or the new rules, but... 80% of them do. They, mm. and I was talking to one the other day and he said, oh, why would I, when someone turns 65, suddenly stop my contributions? And that seems awfully mean. And uh, I mean, the, uh, I know I've had some, a couple of letters from somebody saying that the Ministry of Education, he's a teacher, they did stop their employer contributions yeah. at 65, but 80% of employers don't. So for, for 65 plus people who are still working, they might find that if they go in, they will get their employer contribution. And so that's another bonus for some people. Now, the change yeah. is because the current system, if you turn 65, you're still in still a KiwiSaver member, you, right? Yes, you, yeah. that's right. So the change is yes. that you can join after 65. That's right. 
Yes. In which case it might be slightly harder to convince your employer to start paying That's you. That's right. Mm. It, it might. But if they are already, if you've got fellow colleagues at work yeah. who are over 65 yeah. and they're getting it, I think you could put up a fairly good argument that you should get it too. But you're right. I mean, it's up to the employer, up to the employer there. But in any case, for quite a lot of people over 65, you know, many of whom aren't, aren't working anymore, it's, it could be a good place to put their savings, Great. Their long and short-term savings. Yeah. Now, the, here's where it gets a little bit more complicated. And and by the way, I've written this all up, and, you've, and Radio New Zealand's got it all on the website with with the this particular podcast. Um, so if you can't quite follow all this, it's, mm. it's all written down there. But um, the five-year lock-in, which is currently... Until July the 1st, there's been this thing called a five-year lock-in where anyone who joined over, over 60, between 60 and 64, they their savings are locked in for five years. So even if they joined at 64, they locked in until 69, whereas everyone else can get them out at 65. So they were locking in everyone for five years. But also the, that was the bad side, but the good side was that they were getting the what's now called the government contribution, um, the, the tax credit, and compulsory employer contributions for five years. Yeah. That's, what's current, that's what currently happens to people who join between 60 and 64. But from the 1st of July, uh, they will be, that five-year lock-in won't apply anymore. So people who join over 60 or at, at any age at all over 60 now, there won't be any five-year lock-in going on anymore. So there's a ramification from that, but I'll get on to that in a minute. There's there's an opportunity for people here that that um, no one else has pointed out to my knowledge that we should look at. But let me just tell you the one other point about this lock-in is that people who are already in the, in the lock-in or people who join KiwiSaver between now and July the 1st and they're aged 60 to 64, and they're the people I've got this want to talk to mm-hmm. in a minute. So anyone who's listening who's between 60 and 64, or they know someone who is, maybe their parent is, their auntie or uncle is, um, their neighbour is, uh, listen carefully because I think there's some stuff here that they need to listen to. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so if they join before July the 1st, the and people who are already locked in for five years get an option that starts from April next year yeah. where they can say, I don't want to be in the lock-in anymore. I want to get access to my money. But, of course, the minute they get access to their money, then they do lose the government contribution and the compulsory employer contribution. So there's a, a trade-off going on there. So from April next year, they'll be able to say, I don't want to be, um, I want to get access to my money. So they've got that option of saying any time after next April, hey, you know, I want to get access to my money now, but being aware that they will then lose the, the government's contribution and the employer contribution. So, so okay, now we've got... Two groups of people who I reckon should get into action now. They've got they've got three months to to get into action. One is the ones we you and I always talk about, which is people who haven't put a thousand and forty two dollars in yet for KiwiSaver, and so they're not going to get the maximum 
tax credit, i.e. government contribution. So that's always been the case. So anyone who's looking at their KiwiSaver and hasn't yet put in $1,042 a year um, or since, sorry, I should say since last July 1st, that's when the KiwiSaver year runs. So if you haven't put your 1042 in, get it in before June the 30th in order to get the maximum government contribution, mm-hmm. which is, um, as that's always been there. But then we've got this other new, because of this unusual situation that's going on right now, people between 60 and 64, I'm saying if they're not in KiwiSaver, do get in before July the 1st, it's your last chance, or by June the 30th, you've got to get in there, because otherwise you're missing out on $2,605 of government money, um, $2,600 of government money that people are going to miss out on. They, they lose the chance on June the 30th. So that's because they've got, if they get in before then, they've got the five-year lock-in, but they're going to get five years of government contributions, which are a maximum of 521 every year. They've got to put 1,042 in every year. But many people at that stage in their life have got some savings that they can take out of somewhere mm. else or big borrow or steal that money actually to get your 1,042 in in order to get the 521 a year from the government. It's just such a pity when you hear it. I still quite often hear people saying, oh, it's not really worth joining KiwiSaver now. I'm in my late 50s, early 60s, mm. not worth bothering with. And I say, do you want to turn away $2,600 of government money? You know, I mean, why would you? Mm. Um so and it those... will, it will cost you. Well, it won't really cost you because this is <laughs> you're just saving it. But you'll have to come up with twenty bucks a week. That's right. Twenty. It's twenty bucks a week, or or you can look at it as eighty seven bucks a month, or it's a thousand and forty two a year that you've got to. It doesn't really cost you that. You've got to put it into your savings, but then you can get it out again. It's your KiwiSaver savings, and what's more, it will have grown by the time you get it out. Almost certainly, because um, KiwiSaver accounts nearly always do grow. So. Um, so for those people really, and anyone who who knows someone in that age group, tell them to get on and get that money. It, it's um, it's a real pity not to. And they will also have this new option of getting out of the five-year lock-in if, they, if something happens and they, mm. let's say they lose their job and they really need the money right away or for some other reason they need the money in a hurry. This new option starting in April 2020 where they can say, no, no, I don't want the five-year lock-in anymore. Um, I'm out. They lose the contributions from everybody, but they get access to their money. So those people really should consider their options now. And Mary's going to give us a couple of minutes of advice on whether you should be contributing more to KiwiSaver now that you've got the opportunity with these new percentages available. That's right. Now that, you know, there's not just the one, three and eight, but sorry, one, three. Three, four, and eight, but now the six percent and ten percent. Should you contribute more? Um, think about, think hard about it. Remember that if you do increase your contributions and then find later on that you wish you hadn't, you can change back again mm-hmm. at, at any time. So, but if you've got high interest debt or a mortgage, if you've got high interest debt, I'd I recommend you just put all your spare money into paying that off as fast as possible. If you've got a mortgage, I think rather than contributing more to KiwiSaver, it's it's a bit debatable, that one, but it's probably better to be just getting paying down that mortgage as fast as possible. But if you're not, if you don't have high interest debt or a mortgage, 
there are some situations where it's a really good idea to contribute more to KiwiSaver. One is if you earn less than $35,000 a year, so if you're perhaps a part-time worker, then it's a really good idea to increase your contributions because then your people earning under 35000 are not putting in enough to get the maximum government contribution, so let's get them up to that maximum. Um, other people who can't resist spending money, if they mm-hmm. can get access to it, they might want to increase their contributions to KiwiSaver so they've tied up more money until they're 65. And 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 a lot of people who just want to keep their savings simple, they're currently saving some in KiwiSaver, perhaps some elsewhere, and they'd like to just have it all in one lot. Um, they could perhaps increase their contribution rates to, to make that happen. But for everybody else, I still tend to recommend that you as I always have, that you put enough in KiwiSaver to get the government and employer contributions, but beyond that, perhaps put the rest in a non-KiwiSaver fund, perhaps offered by your provider. They, the providers offer very similar funds that are outside KiwiSaver, just because that means you can keep access to it. Um, and if, if you're thinking, well, I would quite like to increase my contributions from 4% to, say, 6%, um, but I don't really want to tie the money up, Work out how much difference that would be in your, in, you know, let's say it's, it's 40 more dollars a week coming out of your pay. Set up an automatic transfer out of your bank account the day after you get paid to go to KiwiSaver and then it will automatically be going in in the same way as it would if it was coming out of your, out of your paycheck. So that's a good way to do it. Now, one more thing was just next time. I was wondering if people wanted to send in questions in the next fortnight, send them into you or to me, about their worries and fears about investing in shares or in share funds. Right. Because people do, quite a lot of people are worried about it, scared of doing that, and I'd love to have letters about that that we can discuss yeah, next but time. I guess one example would be if you finally had some money to put somewhere and all your friends were in property Yes. and you're not you sure, say, but it oh, seems like the safe thing to do. Yeah. That sort of and thing. People still harking back to the 1987 share market crash, yeah. and and that's put people off shares forever. And so send us your letters about that because it'd be interesting to discuss that. Yes, please. Jesse at radio nz.co.nz.